N.U.S. On the left hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R-A-B-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. And now, it's time to talk Star Wars. I am Kyle John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. Howdy. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. Oh. Hello. Oh, that's creepy. Um, all right, today, uh, again, we are talking about Star Wars, but we're going to talk about The Mandalorian, Season 3, Chapter 17. The apostate, uh, which I saw a funny thing on Twitter. Somebody changed the title to a prostrate, as in your prostrate. Um, anyway, so we're going to go through the uh, we're going to go through some news. We've got a news article about um, some of the Easter eggs that were in the episode. And we're going to we're actually going to do that first. I probably have to do the spoiler thing, but uh, we'll see. Uh, and we're going to um, do a detailed recap, discussion, um, questions of the week, um, and then beg for feedback again. We need some feedback from everybody. Um, there's a lot of things that happened in this episode um, that we've we've seen a few things before that happened, and we've seen a few things um, other places. So uh, let me spoiler... Spoiler, so if you haven't watched the episode, you need to watch it now. Come back to us after you've watched it. Okay, and we're going to do some news. It's time for the news. It is time for the news. So I'm switching my screen so we can look at this uh, thing. It's not that important that you look at it, but let's just look at it anyway. All right, so this is our news thing. So it's, uh, like I said, it's the Easter eggs. Um... And they kind of described the episode a little bit there. Uh, it says that there's quite a few callbacks to the uh, Clone Wars. Um, uh, this Gordian Shard guy uh, has never been seen before. Um, but we see uh, IG-11, um, which was a previous episode, of course. Um, and we see the Alzinians that are fixing, they're going to fix him for... Uh, Mando, um, mm-hmm. and we of course have seen those in the uh, the pre the the sequels. Um, I think that was the rise of the rise of Skywalker when they uh, when they turned off three uh, PO and reactivated him so he could read the Sith uh, on the sword or whatever mm-hmm. the knife. Um, yeah. Alzinians are some of the best um, droid smiths. Um, uh, in the galaxy, supposedly, probably because they have uh, tiny hands to get through all the wires and circuits and stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, IG Eleven, just smart like that. Yeah, they were smart like that too, um, probably. And uh, Tikati Watiki was uh, once again 
the voice of IG-11. We'll, we'll hear about that in a minute as well. Um, they mentioned uh, Cara Dune in our episode. Um, you know, she's the one that was the uh, was in quite a few of our first episodes. Um, I yeah. think of season one. Um, they mentioned her. She was that nice she, big Mandalorian. Yeah, no, she was not a Mandalorian. Oh, excuse me, she was a warrior. Right, Princess. right. <laughs> no. Um. So they they said in the episode that um. Uh, Kara took Moff Gideon in to be uh, jailed, um, and she was immediately recruited by the New Republic forces. Um, that's what's said in the episode. Um, uh, it says that she was uh, recruited by um, Alphabet Squadron, um, which is uh, something we hear about later. So uh, then there's also the Pergils, which we saw at the beginning of the episode um, when Grogu's looking at the uh, out out the window while they're going through light speed, and he mm -hmm. sees stuff moving in there. The um, those are those are the whales that we saw in Rebels that um, were supposedly um, force sensitive whales, and mm -hmm. they could travel they could travel light speed and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and they're somehow uh, Ahsoka was in there too. Ahsoka was was part of them, the rebels at the time, and she, um, I think it was, um, uh, you know, our, our boy Ezra that noticed him first, and um, she she helped tame him because of her uh, stronger force abilities or something weird. Um, so, supposedly, um, Babu Frick was one of the Anzelians that were there. Um, like I said, he was the one that was in... Uh, Rise of Skywalker, I believe. Um, so he was there, which um, you know that that is uh, means that Babu is pretty old in the uh, Rise of Skywalker, because uh, according to our timeline, do I still have this open? Yeah, according to our timeline, um, Rise of Skywalker is way up here, thirty-five after the Battle of Yavin, and we're here around uh, nine or ten. I think this episode says it was nine um, after the Battle of Yavin. So that's almost uh, 30 years later that we, we see him be 30 years before he was seen in the movies, um, which is kind of cool. <laughs> what? What? Sorry. I just, I just noticed Grogu was using force to spin that chair. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh oh, my headphones are getting ready to go out. Uh, so we, we there was mentioned in the episode that there was three uh, planets in the Mandalorian system. There was Mandalore, Sundari, and Cavella. Cavella is the one we visited at the end and saw. Um, uh, what's her name? Um, there. Um, and we uh, came back to Navarro this episode. Um. And they were told to take the Hydenian way um, to find uh, some the core worlds. It's a, a specific uh, route um, that you take. Um, Wesley Kimmel was uh, played Ragnar, which is the kid that you were talking about. Um, and Wesley Kimmel is uh, Jimmy Kimmel's son. 
you know, on that has the talk show. Yeah. Wesley kills his son, Ragnar, who is the son of, uh, like I said, his name's Heavy. Um, let's see. Oh, and we saw a bunch of the uh, monkey. So the boy is Jimmy Kimmel's son. Yes. We saw a bunch of uh, lizard monkeys uh, in the show this episode as well. They were hanging out. The the pirate gang consisted of several different um, species. There was a a Nikitu, a Wayque, a Quarren, Clatoons. There was a Transdosian. Um, and so on. There was all kinds of species that were call outs in previous episodes and such. So, um, it's a quick draw session, yeah. So, that's uh, we're no ends the news. The news, so that's the news. Um, still got my screen on, don't I? Let me uh, let me show you this picture too. So Help you remember the whales. I saw the whales in the in the light speed. I know. I'm sh- I'm going to show you a picture. Can you see that? That's what they looked like in the rebels. They were mm-hmm. uh, whales, and you can see some of them here in the background, or or in the fog, or whatever. Are kind of like what we saw in the episode today, or this episode we're going to talk about. Um. All right. Let me stop sharing. Go back to just audio only. All right. So there's that. So also in the episode, um, we had uh, the writer was John John Favreau, director Rick Fujimami. Um, the cast, of course. Uh, we had a, a quite a long set of cast here today. Um, we had Din Djarin was Pedro Pascal, uh, Grief Karga, Carl Weathers, and then we had a couple um, body doubles for uh, for the Mando. Uh, Brandon Wayne was one body model, and there was another one that was called uh, Latifi Crowder. He was the second body double. We had Katie Sakaloff uh, for Bo-Katan. Um, Emily Swallow was the armor. Uh... We had Paz Vizsla was one of the uh, um, Mandalorians. He was done by Tate Fletcher. Um, I said before, um, Ragnar was Wesley Kimmel. Um, grief, the grief droid that, you know, the gold droid that was uh, his assistant was uh, voiced by Parvesh Chinna. Uh, again, IG-11 by uh, Takeki, whatever his name is. Pirate Vane, the main pirate that we that talked all the time, was done by Marty Matuas. Um, all the Alzanian um, uh, Droidsmith crew was voiced by Shirley Henderson. Uh, we had Captain slash King Gorgon Shard. Is he was voiced by Nanos Azani, um, and then Pirate Coxwain, which is uh, one of the secondary pirates was voiced by Matt Frazier. Ah, that was a lot. So let's do uh, let's do Pelly's mod mod repair shop. 
Are you planning your next trip to Tatooine? Well, come on down to Pelly's Modern Repair Shop, where our droids will spruce up your wagon. We'll service just about anything from Starfighter Corellian Y1300 Freighter to a Vespa hovering scooter. If we don't have the part, we can get it. If you qualify for our special program, we'll provide you with any parts our Jawas can get. Well, that's right. Come on down to Pelly's Modern Repair Shop, where we can store fuel and upgrade your vessel. We're located at Tatooine's Moss Eisley Spaceport. Hangar 35. 35. Headphones could, my headphones could go out any second. It's just what it keeps telling me. Okay, so uh, Mandalorian Season 3, Chapter 17, named Apostate. So let's find out what Apostate means. Apostate uh, was a Mandalorian that belonged to Children of the Watch and broke the Mandalorian Creed. According to Creed, one could be redeemed in the living waters beneath the mines of Mandalore. Which we all found out in the episode. Um, this episode aired on March 1st. It was 38 minutes long. And the timeline, as I showed uh, the timeline a little bit ago, it is um, nine years after the Battle of Yavin and about 20-some uh, years after uh, the Bad Batch. Um, the Bad Batch. So that means it's time to grab your favorite beverage, pull up a chair, and join us in the Rebel Alliance briefing as we go through the episode. Okay, so we start out on an unknown planet. The armor is making a blue Mandalorian helmet. Clank, clank, bang, bang, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, she brings the helmet to a Mandalorian initiate ceremony by the riverbank. During initiation ceremony, the youth named Ragnar swears the creed before donning his helmet. Before they can complete the ceremony, an alligator-like creature attacks the Mandalorian covert. The armorer takes Ragnar to safety while Paz Vizsla leads the defense of the covert. The creature eats a few Mandalorian, and the Mandalorians attempt to plant explosives on the monster, but are unable to pierce its thick hide. They attempt to pull it down with grappling cables, but they are no match to the creature as it starts to roll and spin. Uh, Ragnar attempts to charge at it, charge at the creature, uh, and shoot directly into his mouth. Uh, but Vizsla pushes him. Uh, Ragnar attempts to shoot at the charge at the creature, but Vizsla pushes him aside and fires blaster bolts into the creature. Suddenly, we hear a, a sound, and then and then Dinjarin arrives in his uh, starfighter with Grogu and fires torpedoes into the creature's side, killing it, making uh, Guts and everything go all over the place. Boom. And we saw Guts and stuff on the ground good. and whatever. Yeah, it was pretty cool. After landing his ship, Dinjarin visits yeah. the armor in her cave and asks how he can redeem himself. The armor tells Dinjarin that he is no longer a Mandalorian since he, is, since he willingly removed his helmet. Din Djarin reminds her that the Creed speaks about redemption. The armor believes that Din Djarin cannot be redeemed since she believes that the mines and living waters were destroyed during the Great Purge of Mandalore. Din Djarin shows 
uh, a green Mandalorian inscription, which he obtained from a Jawa who acquired it from someone who visited Mandalore. The armor responds that the inscription proves the Mandalorian's entire surface has been crystallized by fusion rays. Uh, Din Djarin believes that the traveler managed to reach the mines of Mandalore. And Din Djarin seeks to, for redemption uh, by traveling to Mandalore, proving that the mines and waters exist. The armor accepts his quest and says that this is the way. This is the way. And then uh, Grogu, of course, coos. <laughs> I like it, Daddy. Let's go. Uh, then we get to... Uh, then while they're traveling through hyperspace, Grogu watches the hyperspace tunnel and observes several large shapes traveling alongside of them, which, like I said, was called the Perguli, um, and they were uh, they could travel light speed and so on and so on. Uh, Dinjarin flies the Starfighter to Novara, where he is greeted by air traffic control. He tells them he's come to visit an old friend. Uh, Din Djarin walks, walks through the streets of Navarro City while Grogu follows in his repulsor lift cradle. Uh, Din Djarin notices the streets are cleaner and safer. Droids begin beings of different species roam throughout the streets. Uh, monkey lizards watch from the trees and uh, they pass a statue of IG-11. Dinjarin reminds Grogu of his droid friend and greets a uh, grief Karag, who welcomes him to Navarro, and uh, he is the new high magistrate. Inside his office, Karaja tells Dinjarin that Navarro has become an official trade spur of the Hydran, Hydran space route. Uh, Karga tells him that Navarro has been undergoing Construction boom due to mining in the system's asteroid field. Karga offers Dinjarin and Grogu a parcel of land to settle in the outskirts of the city. Dinjin replies, Dinjarin replies that he's not ready to settle down since his quest is not over and he has become an apostate. Karga tries to reassure Dinjarin that he well, will fit in, settle down. in the aristocracy. Protocol droids informs Cargo that several pirates have landed and uh, they're led by Nikitu Vane and they are in the courtyard. Vane invites Cargo for a drink, but Cargo tells him that that pub is now a school run by a, a protocol droid. And we kind of skipped over that part that you mentioned before where um, Grogu's sitting in the chair uh, using the force to spin himself around the chair. So he gets a type thing. Yeah, and uh, Mando puts his hand on the chair to get him to stop. And then he, got, he goes and grabs a jelly bean or M&M, whatever it is, but they're all red, so who knows what. I thought he spit it back onto the desk. No, he ate it. He ate it. Uh, all right, so um, back back to the to the uh, Pirates. Um, Vane insists on drinking at the school due to his history as a his its history as a bar. Carga refuses to back down, prompting Vane to remind Carga that 
He paid them for murder and mayhem inside the former bar and accuses Cargo of being soft. Oh. So what that means is that's the bar that um, Cargo would hand out bounties and stuff in. Mm -hmm. We saw in previous episodes. Um, Cargo challenges Vane to a gunfight. Before Vane can reach his holster, Cargo shoots the blaster out of his hand. Uh, And Cargo tells Vane to inform his captain that Navarro is no longer friendly to pirates. He warns Vane to leave. When Vane's fellow pirates reach for their weapons, Dinjarin shoots them all down. Shoots like five of them or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cargo warns Vane to leave and the pirates flee. When Dinjarin questions his decisions to spare Vane, Cargo tells Vane tells that Vane will take the message home that Navarro is a respectable place now. When several uh, service droids remove the fallen pirates, Cargo tells Dinjarin that he needs a new marshal. He explains that uh, Cara Dune was recruited by the New Republic Special Forces after being captured after she captured Moff Gideon, who was sent to the New Republic War Tribunal. Dinjarin is reluctant to become Cargo's new marshal and struggles uh, and struggles and suggests that. Uh, Carga have the New Republic send a, a new one. Carga uh, responds that he is unwilling to bow down to another far-off bureaucracy. What? Did he what? Uh, the, uh, I just saw him again. The, uh, the cape droids. Yeah. He has... <laughs> he's, so, he's so powerful, he's got cape droids. I thought it was funny too. <laughs> little, little tiny droids keeping his cape off the ground, basically. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Cargo dreams of making Navarro the first truly independent trade anchor in the sector. Dinjarin cl- declines the offer since he is he has pressing matters to attend to. Dun, dun, dun. He wants to Cargo. Arga asks what services he can provide, and Dinjarin requests that he get back the late IG-11, uh, since he needs a droid that he can trust to help him explore the Mandalorian uh, surface. Uh, Cargo responds that the, the statue is made out of a few parts of IG-11 that were salvaged following its self-destruction. Not all of them are there, and Cargo offers... Dinjarin other droids, but Dinjarin convinces Cargo to let him try to rebuild IG-11. Mm-hmm. In a workshop, Dinjarin connects Car- Cargo's mechanical body oh, connects IG-11's mechanical body to power and manages to revive the droid. However, Dinjarin manages to restore IG's memories to the time he wanted to terminate Grogu. The Legolas IG-11 lunges at, at Dinjarin and Grogu. Uh, Dinjarin grabs Grogu and passes him to Cargo before shooting at IG-11. A bust of Cargo's falls on IG-11 um, by that metal droid that he's got there. Assistant. And, and uh, later, Cargo invites Dinjarin to bring the deactivated IG-11 to several Alzinian droid smiths, whom he describes as the best in the galaxy. 
However, the Alzinians are unable to repair IG-11's memory circuit due to its rarity. They recommended buying a new droid. New droid, please. Dejarin offers to help the Alzinians find a new part, which they accept. Uh, Grogu hugs one of the Alzinian mechanics, prompting the Alzinian and Dinjarin to tell him not to squeeze too hard. No squeeze, no squeeze. <laughs> Dinjarin and Grogu prepare to leave on the uh, Starfighter to find the memory circuits for IG-11. Cargo mm, wishes it. them uh, safe travels. Safe travels, mate. That's, that's using your head. What? We forgot the. We've got the part where the where the protocol droid threw you threw the statue of what's his name on the and stopped it and. No, I and said Mando, that. And Mando goes, "That's using your head." Yeah, he did say that. I didn't say that part, but he it did fall down on his. I did say that the droid pushed it down on um him and stopped him. I don't see why the, don't see why the little the little the little fixer-uppers couldn't do it without something, but... Maybe yeah, so they, will, uh, I know we'll find that piece and bring it back. Yeah, the memory circuit was damaged and they didn't have a... It was rare, so they didn't have the part. Um, Alright, so then um, we see uh, Mando traveling through space above Navarro, and he tells Grogu that there's more to being a Mandalorian than fighting. He has that navigating is useful, and since one never knows where one will be heading next. Dinjarin shows Grogu a hyperspace map and tells him he can determine his range by looking at the fuel gauge. The spaceship proximity alerts warns Dinjarin about the presence of pirates and starfighters. Bane seeks to avenge the deaths of his four brothers and reminds Dinjarin that they serve the pirate king Gorgon Shard. Dinjarin responds that Shard should stick to hijacking and ransoming before pulling the accelerator. Dinjarin leads the pirates and starfighters on a chase through the asteroid field. One of the pirate ships crashes into an asteroid, but the others continue. Dinjarin gains the upper hand and runs circles around the pursuers, shooting several starfighters down. One of the prize ships crashes into a mining platform on an asteroid. Despite these losses, Vane manages to drive Dinjarin's starship towards Captain Shard's warship. The pirate gunner aims their weapon. The pirate gunners aim their weapons at Dinjarin's starfighter, and Shard warns Dinjarin that he has his guns trained on him, which scares Dinjarin because those guns can blow him his ship out of the out of the air. Dinjarin responds that he has no quarrel with him, but Shard reminds Dinjarin that he just destroyed four of his starfighters, and Shard demands that Dinjarin surrender in return for sparing his life. Dinjarin tells Grogu to never trust a pirate before pushing uh, the uh, switch that does the high, high acceleration causing the starfighter to shoot past the bridge of the Shared warship and Shared grounds in range, rage because they aren't, aren't going to be able to catch him. 
Dinjarin takes Grogu to to Calavella, another planet within the Mandalore system, and Dinjarin lands his starfighter at a Mandalorian castle. He says, "Look, Grogu, it's a castle." Upon disembarking, he and Grogu are greeted by a blue droid. The two walk through the castle hallway to a throne where they are greeted by a forlorn Bo-Katan Kriz who has abandoned her plans to retake Mandalore. Without the Darksaber, her forces have melted away and they have gone off to be uh, I don't know, bounty hunters and such. Uh, and they've all in, in mercenaries. Uh, Kriz asked Dinjarin if he has the Darksaber. And Dinjarin confirms, yes, I do. She tells him to use that to lead the people. Dinjarin asks Kriz if she has given up on her plan to retake Mandalore. And Kriz responds that the children of the Watch Cult gave up on Mandalore before the Purge. She asks Dinjarin where he was during the Purge. And Kriz says that the children of the Watch and other factions divide other people. She tells Dinjarin to go home because there's nothing left. Dun, dun, dun. So, she's she's all, just there. so she's just sitting there alone. Is she just alone there? Yeah. Um, there's no might be, there might be some you know, servants or something, but we never see them. Um, and likely those servants are droids anyway, right? So, Yeah. Well, she needs to get with Mando and have some Mando babies. Exactly. Uh, Dinjarin tells Kriz that he intends to return to Mandalore in order to bathe in the living waters and be forgiven for his transgressions. Uh, Bo-Katan thinks that Dinjarin is foolish and responds that there's nothing magical about the minds of Mandalore. She says the they supplied the best car or to their ancestors and the rest of the superstition is false. When, when Bo-Katan says that Mandalore has been poisoned, plundered, and polluted, Dinjarin reminds her that she said the curse was a lie and tells her to make up her mind. Uh, Bo-Katan tells Dinjarin that the mines are located beneath the civic center in Sundari, uh, which is one of the three planets I mentioned before. Dinjarin vows to find out whether Mandalore has truly been poisoned and then we see uh, Bo-Katan say, bye-bye, Dinjarin. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. All right. That's the credits. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, credits are rolling. And uh, you see the credits are like uh, drawings of all the parts of the episode. Yeah. As usual. As usual, the, the Bad Batch doesn't normally... Um, do that kind of stuff, but this the uh, live action shows do. All right, wow. so what what question sticks out about you about this episode, Scott? Um, wow, that's tough. Okay, so what do you think about the episode then? Pretty good episode. Hold on a minute. Man, Mando has to. Mando has to get to to the living waters or whatever. 
I mean, well, because you bomb the planet doesn't mean you destroyed what's within the right. within the middle. He has to find that chip first, though, right? So he can get IG eleven working. Yeah, he wants IG eleven to help him. Well, he needs search to the go, planet. He needs to go to Los Angeles. I'm sure she so. had. Pelly, we'll see Pelly. Yeah. Pelly's modern, yeah. modern repair shop. Mm-hmm. Well, she right. likes the little, little, little squirrely red-eyed things. Exactly, the Jawas can find it for him. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess uh, we'll find that in the next episode. Um. I thought it was a pretty good episode myself. It was, uh, uh, I mean, it, it may have been more action than I was expecting. Um, but then again, I'm, I guess I'm used to some slow episodes with uh, Mandalorian a little bit too. But um, I thought I thought it was pretty good. There was lots of uh, um, callbacks to you know previous Star Wars things, and um, you know. Uh, we got to see that new guy, the the Gordon Shard guy. He looked like he was uh, had bean sprouts growing out of his head and and stuff. Mm-hmm. Bean sprouts for hair, mm-hmm. which I thought that was pretty funny. So. You need a mister. He needs a mister. He needs to be misted. Yeah. All right. So we want everybody to send us feedback. That's right, feedback. We can go to that email address, feedback at kylejohenson.us. That'll come in, and I think uh, currently both Scott and I will see that. Mm-hmm. You can also go to our website. On the left-hand side of the website, and there's a link for uh, feedback there. You can click on that, fill it out, and it sends it to us the same way. Um, Also on the left-hand side over there is the question of the week. You can answer the question of the week, uh, and there's a comment section below where you can explain your answer or tell us more about the show that you, you know, you want to see Scott's pretty eyes without being under a hood, whatever you got to do. Um, we're also on Twitter at super dupe at super underscore duper underscore pod. And of course we put this video up on YouTube so you can see the glint in Scott's eyes. And there's a comment section there, of course. So, so send us all your feedbacks. Send us three or four feedbacks. We don't care. Just send them. We need feedback. Tell, tell right? Kyle he's bossy. Say send feedback. <laughs> Stop asking me to send feedback. Uh, that works too. Feedback. Just click on this thing and you'll have as much feedback as you want. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, so briefly, I was going to say, uh, currently on Google podcasts, we now have five subscribers, which is up from, which is up from three. 
I think actually one of them is is Rick because Rick's been listening to him. Uh, you know, since his injury, he's now a librarian at his at his work, so he's shelving lots of books. Listens to our podcast while we're while he's shelving. Um, and uh, let's see on uh, Spotify, everything's pretty much the same. We still have three followers. Um, Jio Saban, we've got. Uh, 28 different streams have happened over the lifetime of our podcast, which is now uh, with today's episode would be 65 episodes that we've done so far. Um, we have we have an average of uh, two to three people listening every week. Um, well, the bad ne- the bad news about that is, is they're not not listening to the current episodes; they're listening to previous episodes. Uh, nobody on that website has listened to any of our current episodes. See, we get a lot of people listening to, um, you know, when we did the the trilogies and stuff, the movies. We get a lot of people listening to that. There's a couple people that listened to the previous season of The Bad Batch. Uh, anyway, and on YouTube, this week we had uh, 10 views of our latest episode. Um, which is up from uh, last couple times. It's been about five or six views. So we're up on that. Um, so maybe we'll get popular. I was um, mentioned Scott in our chat. Mentioned in our chat um, between you and Rick and me that I think, uh, you know, one way we could possibly get more people to to follow us and listen to us is do some sort of um, social media giveaway, meaning, um, you know, we could get some stickers or something and give away stickers. Mm-hmm. I have, I have a Star Wars book that I have. I have two of the same book. Maybe I could give away one of those books or something. Oh. Um, of course, they're not signed or anything, but uh, it's the book's called Rising Storm by uh, Calvin Scott, which he's um, a pretty pro- prolific writer. Um, of uh, the High Republic stuff, which is the stuff before um, uh, the the uh, Phantom Menace. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, you know, we could do something like that. I mean, what do you guys think? I don't know how, but I could do it on Twitter, but I don't, I mean, maybe you could do some stuff on Facebook first, or something. First, it needs to be feedback it needs to be a, a feedback reward and it can't be any of us right it could be uh it could be a feedback reward that sounds good i mean like uh they could uh they could they could like our uh our our twitter or something and then send feedback and if we get confirmed feedback they're in they're in as an entry to the giveaway or something like that so, yeah, maybe we'll we'll talk about more of it about later. Because I, I silly question, silly question. Ooh, silly so, questions. Um, can we do TikTok live? No, because TikTok is too short. We we oh, go well, over. I have people, we go, people I follow that have horses and stuff like like down Tennessee. We do over, that are that do live and are like on for hours and hours. I think
think you have to subscribe to do that. I don't know. Um, okay. I mean, we could do we could live stream on Twitter and Facebook too. Okay. Oh, well, okay. My question was: my question was, if we do, is there a way that there's no way for someone to come in and join our meeting if they want to just give feedback or just want to be a part of it? They would have the next podcast. We could have another guest. Oh, that's they... weird. Can you can you say something so I can see if I can hear you? Hello, Red Rum. I need to change my speaker. Say something again. Not working. Um, I clicked on something on TikTok. That video your wife sent me in the Imperial March, whatever. And there's a guy dancing. She sent me that TikTok video because that was the last thing I looked at. Um, yeah, I guess they do have a live thing now, don't they? I don't know no, if I have an account with TikTok. I have, if someone wants to be the person that presents question of the week or something like that, and they could pop in or, you know, have someone be a guest that has watched or something like that. Besides me, you or Rick. Yeah. If they, um, win, if they win, well, part of the podcast. I mean, that's a good point. Um, we don't really talk about it when we ask about feedback. Uh, most of the time, but anybody can send this video to that email address. Um, so they can send a video response if they want to, and we could we could put that in there and uh, do that. If we um, if we had them join the podcast, we would have to know in advance, of course, and they would have to get the uh, link to to join it and all that stuff. Um, you know, it would be it, it would have to be organized. Is what I'm trying to say because probably yeah. it would be hard to get them on last minute, right? No, that's what I mean. I mean, they give us a question, a good question, or something like that, and you don't have to give away anything. Give away, give away them being part of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I agree with that. And yes, my uh, my hope. Uh, for the future when we get feedback is that people would send us at least video of some sort. Um, Cause I can definitely do that. And that would be easy to, to, you know, when I edit the video to put up on YouTube, which I don't mm -hmm. do much editing. All I do is put those stupid uh, um, things at the bottom that have our website and stuff like that. Um, if Rick doesn't show his video, I put up the chicken, you know, um, <laughs> I can easily put a spliced in video, um, uh, you know, question or response of anything. Um, I can do the same with audio. I can easily splice it in um, to the podcast. We can, we can play it um, during the podcast and everything too. Um, video is, like I said, would be different. I have to splice that in for sure. So we can see it. Um, but yeah, I encourage anybody the to ultimate, do that. The, the ultimate, I think like the ultimate, prize would be to join us on a full podcast yep we can do that too i've uh i've asked several people on twitter if they would be willing to do stuff like that some of them say they're willing but uh you know then i don't hear anything that, from them so did you get that guy's email again this week 
Yeah. Like some final thing or something like that. Yep. And it was, he talked about money and stuff in there. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I, like I said, I haven't done it yet, but um, that email is, um, is actually podcast at kylejohansson.us. That's our official email address that we publish. Um, like when I publish stuff on YouTube, they want to know an email address. So I use that podcast email address. When I um, publish this on a site like uh, Spotify, they want to know an email address. So I use that email address. So, so that's how they get it is they scrape it off of those websites. Like, oh, it says on here, your, this is your email address. I'm going to send some, some junk mail to those people. Which, I mean, that's <laughs> fine. I think if we get more people and we can actually, you know, get to a point where we can possibly have a small revenue stream, you know, enough to pay for some of the expenses, which they're not a lot. Um, I will tell you that we've gotten enough traffic um, from streaming from our website and video and audio from our website that we I've had to pay 13 cents again this month. Oh um, no. Which is not, <laughs> that's nothing, right? I can afford that. Um, I'll give you seven. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you seven cents to cover taxes. No, don't worry about that. <laughs> 13 cents is nothing. Um, <laughs> if we get, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people streaming. That's, that's a different story. Um, I don't know how much that would be, but it's, 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 they charge like fractions of a cent um, for so much bandwidth or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, so it's, it's not a big deal. It's just, uh, if it ever gets up to uh, significant amounts, then we'll, we'll have to start trying to get some income coming in. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's uh, let's end this episode. We haven't ended it yet. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's https colon backslash backslash rabrkylejohansson.us That's r-a-b-r dot k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h a-N-S-E-N dot U-S On the left hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcast. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R-A-B-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted by Lucasfilms, no OTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites 
without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network, and its host is prohibited. Do it. I am Kyle George Hansen, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say goodbye now. Bye-bye. See you next week. Two more episodes. One, One Bad Batch, one Mando.